Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. Vanessa Denha Garmo here from Epiphany Communications and Coaching. Always a pleasure to be with you here on the show. My next guest has worked with the Pacific Institute since 1978. He's become a successful realtor, coach, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. His passion to help his clients grow has led him to develop important curriculums across multiple industries, including education, veterans groups, athletics, law enforcement, government agencies, and real estate. Please welcome Rick Brown. Rick, how are you? Oh, good morning, Vanessa. Thank you. Wonderful. Always a pleasure to talk with you. I'm really excited to have you on uh, and share this with our listeners because I just started becoming a facilitator with the Pacific Institute, primarily with the Achieving uh, Balance Wellbeing program, which I can't wait to talk with you about it because I've been through it twice. I love it. Uh, I think it's an amazing program. So Rick, give us a little bit of background about the Pacific Institute first, and then we'll talk about Achieving Balance Wellbeing. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Vanessa. Yes, the Pacific Institute was founded in 1971 by Lou and Diane Tice in Seattle, Washington. Uh, and the, the basic concepts of the, uh, of the uh, training is in the field of cognitive psychology, positive psychology. And Lou developed a program for uh, his high school uh, where he was a teacher. And it eventually expanded to uh, education uh, schools around the Northwest, uh, eventually into about 250 school systems. And then he branched into the business world, into professional sports, into the military, and now, after 50 plus years, the company has uh, offices and locations on five continents. We're in 60 languages. We have over 7 million graduates, including maybe 50% of the Fortune 500 companies. Uh, we've had uh, quite a bit of work in the US military. Uh, I personally facilitated the Naval, United States Naval Academy for many years. Uh, we do a lot of work with uh, professional athletes and, uh, and uh, you know, Alabama football has been a client for a long time, the U.S. Olympic swimming team, the Phoenix Suns, the Seattle Seahawks, things like that. So the, the Institute has grown uh, by leaps and bounds. And back uh, during 2020, when COVID hit, a few of us got together and um, John McNeil, Denise Mills, a few others that you know, and decided what can we do to help with the, the situation in America? We had a big challenge going on. People were in a downward spiral and kind of a funk and feeling anxious and some depression. And what could we do? So we designed a, a new program called Achieving Balanced Well-Being, which could be delivered totally online to help with stress, to help with uh, managing the day-to-day the -day activities of life. And we really focused on helping a few core groups, uh, nurses, uh, hospital workers, teachers, police and veterans. And uh, the, the concepts of um, positive psychology of helping people pull themselves out of a downward spiral and to help others as well has been uh, very needed, as you know, in the past couple of years. Uh, and we've been able to uh, help deliver this curriculum now, instead of having to come to a classroom and sit for a couple of days with 20 to 30 people, we can offer this curriculum totally online in a book club type format where you watch videos on your own and then come together a couple of times a week and talk about it. 
and it's been uh, very successful. We're doing a big program in Kansas right now with 6,000 nurses. I've been working with uh, teachers in DC, Montgomery County and the Washington DC area, police departments and veterans. Uh, we're very uh, close with an organization called 22-0, as you know, Vanessa, which is helping uh, lower the suicide rates from 22 to zero of our veterans in America today. And we've had a lot of success in helping with them. And so, so the Pacific Institute's got a, a wide uh, fingerprints around the world. And, uh, but uh, today in the past couple of years, it's more focusing on our communities and our needy uh, public servants. So that's a, an overview of our company. An excellent overview, Rick. And I can tell you, I'm, I'm super excited as a coach myself to be able to facilitate this with you. I've been so inspired by you and John and other people involved in the Pacific Institute and achieving balanced well-being. And now as a facilitator, I've gone through the program twice myself. And I have to ask you this question because I'm a big proponent, Rick. And when you're teaching and when you're facilitating and when you're like myself, a talk show host, you learn just as much as you teach. So, right. I mean, uh, even though I got through the program, you've gone through it several times. I learned something new every time. And I do that as a coach too. You know, I'm learning through that whole process of facilitating teaching and coaching and being a talk show host. And that's one of my favorite parts about what I do is because I too grow in the process. Oh, absolutely. Vanessa. I, I was introduced to this curriculum back uh, many years ago and spent, um, six, seven years working full-time with the Institute that went back into the, into the real estate development business and now have uh, retired from that and have been back with the Institute now for three years. And I tell you, it's very, what you said is so right on because every time I facilitate, I learn something new. When you have 20, 30 people, they're all sharing ideas and thoughts. It's like watching the movie Gone with the Wind. You, you can watch it six, seven times, you always, <laughs> but you always pick something new out of it. You always go, wow, I, That's so one, true. I, I saw that. And the reason is because the movie didn't change a bit. Your life has changed. You've changed your perspective. Yeah. So seeing it from somebody else's eyes is great. It's one of the real privileges of being a facilitator of this information. That's a great analogy, uh, Rick. I love that. And you know what I do love about the program as well? And as being a coach, especially when we get to do team building and group coaching, what you just said, we learn from each other. You know, we learn from each other's experiences, ideas, uh, aha, epiphany moments, which is my favorite, one of my favorite words in my company, (laughs) Epiphany Communication and Coaching. We have these aha moments on these journey, on our own journey, you know, and it's amazing. Oh yeah. It's quite, quite powerful when you, when you understand how, how your mind works and how goals work and vision work and you know, working with young uh, young athletes and young students, and it's really been quite pleasurable. In fact, your your audience, uh, you have a footprint throughout the Midwest and the Big Ten. I, I happen to have a young tenth grader come to me. I started working with many years ago, who was undrafted. He was six foot ten. He didn't have any offers from colleges, and we started working with him uh, on his affirmations to goals, and he kept getting better, kept getting better. And uh, this young man went on to the University of Iowa. And eventually uh, became the NCAA player of the year in basketball. His name is Luca Garza. Luca was uh, un, uh, had no scholarship offers in 10th grade because they said he was too slow. And he kept working on his affirmations and lost weight, worked on his speed, worked on his left hand, worked on his defense, kept working, kept writing goals, kept doing affirmations, and sure enough, became the NCAA player of the year. So that's a, that's a simple example, but it it's an example of understanding how, how our mind work, 
we have so many great talents within us. We have to help discover them and bring them out. So it's been it's been fun to it's as you said it's great for me to be able to enjoy that and watch a young man like that grow, and then the other hundreds that we work with um, on a regular basis. So thanks for thank you. Yeah, we're talking with Rick Brown today here on Nature Community. He's an entertaining, thought-provoking, and insightful public speaker. His audiences and students are challenged to action and leave sessions determined to make positive improve- improvements in their businesses and personal lives. And I want to elaborate more on that, Rick, because when you talk about mindset, to give people an idea here, our audience here in Itcher Community, how does our mindset really affect our ability to achieve our goals? That's a great question. Um, you know, basically what it comes down to, Vanessa, is we we talk to ourselves quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I, I led a, a conference uh, recently with 80 uh, college football players. And I started off and I said, you know, I know a little, a little bit about each of you. And they go, you do? Yeah. I said, you you talk to yourselves a lot, don't you? And they go, yeah, Mr. Brown. I said, well, let me ask you this question. If you had a friend who talked to you the way you talk to yourself sometimes, would they still be your friend? Oh, no, Mr. Brown. And so I said, we're going to change that today. So it's, you know, determined from research, we have about 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day. And uh, the challenge is that in most of Americans, maybe 70% of them, uh, the majority of those thoughts are negative and devaluing thoughts. Well, how could I be so stupid? Well, remember back in sixth grade, and how could I do this? And Oh, you always do that. And that's the way you, it always happens that way. And that self-talk keeps repeating itself. And on your subconscious, it, it drives you to repeat the same actions. So one of the foundations we teach is very simple, is try to remain positive in your self-talk. Uh, it's not easy to do sometimes when you're faced with stress and lots of anxiety, but uh, trying to be able to say to yourself, uh, I can handle this. This is easy for me. I can get through this. I could see a way around this. You know, I know how to do this. And, uh, and you just you know, positive, keep that positive self-talk. And I'll give your, your listeners a very simple tip that we give in our classes that uh, you may remember, Vanessa. Uh, tonight, before you go to sleep, just take a pencil and a piece of paper next to the bed and write down the three best things that happened to you today. It doesn't have to be major. It can be, you know, someone brought your favorite ice cream cone. You could have, somebody let you in through traffic. Uh, you could have got a promotion at work or somebody said something nice to you. Just three simple things that happened to you well today. Think three good things that happened to you. Do that for a week. Watch your life will change. Most people, unfortunately, go to sleep thinking of where they, particularly children, uh, students, athletes, thinking where they messed up that day, where they had a channel, where they didn't do what they were supposed to do, where they got a bad grade. And what happens is that sticks on your subconscious. And then you sleep for eight hours and your subconscious works basically 24 hours a day. So what we ask you to do, it's a simple thing. And I've done this with a lot of veterans, people who are suffering from PTSD. uh, And you ask someone to sit down and write down the three best things that ever happened to them and they can't think of one. So, you know, they're in that downward spiral. How do we do it? It's a very very simple exercise. So that's just one little technique, Vanessa, I'll share with your listeners to uh, help them uh, with them, if, if they're very positive, this is a tool you can help with the people around you, people you work with, people you lead and coach. It's a very simple technique. So that's that's a long answer, but the, the, the question of mindset, how does it impact you? What do you say to yourself when you fail? And what do you say to yourself when you succeed? And it's really quite different between optimistic and pessimistic people. 
and so I just encourage your your listeners to, uh, you know, watch that self talk. Uh, it's easy for me. I can handle this. I can get over this. You know, and be able to p- think positive thoughts. And it may sound Pollyannish, but it really isn't. The psychology and the research really backs it up. That positive self talk can be a great uh, influence and very help in your uh, success in life. You know, it, and it's it's not new, but it's sometimes really hard for people to grasp. Rick, we've heard this saying for years, you know, fake it till you make it type of thing, right? And that po- those three positive things have been so helpful in my life. And I pass it down to my daughter that now my husband and my daughter and I, every day I ask them, what are the three great things that happened to you today? And it's becoming now habit, you know, it's a becoming a habit. And it it just set the mood for your whole day the next day, like thinking about the good things that happen. You're almost excited to say, oh, good things will happen today too. Um, you know, we're into February now, Rick, and I'm not a big proponent in resolutions. I think you could set goals at any time in, in life. You know, you don't have to wait till next January just because maybe you quote unquote failed or, you know, start over. Can you talk to our listeners about, the importance of setting goals and achieving balance while being this mindset that you could do this anytime. You don't have to wait till January 1st to set new goals for the year. Well, that's very well said, Vanessa. Yes, we, we, we're all goal oriented, whether you know it or not. And you're driven by goals. And what our intention is to help you be intentional about those goals, because you're going to have a goal to have pizza tonight for dinner. And you start thinking about it. You start smelling it. You start thinking about where you're going to get it and how it's going to taste and there's pretty good chances you're going to get that pizza. So what happens is you think about, and you're a goal-oriented person on a regular basis, just now let's be intentional about it. So at any day, at any time, you can sit down and think, um, how do I want next week to look? How do I want next month to look? You know, what do I want to do? What's what's important to me in my life? We, we recommend starting with a balance wheel, Vanessa, as you remember, you can simply take, you know, yeah, I draw love that draw a cross on a piece of paper and then draw an X over top of it. So you have kind of a eight spoke wheel and uh, look at the pieces of your life that are important to you. Um, you know, your health, your maybe spiritualness, your family, your career, um, you know, your interests, uh, financial retirement, put the spokes of the wheel that are important to you and then grade yourself. You know, if 10 is Nirvana and perfect and zero is personal life. What, what does that mean? You know, who has a personal life, if it's a zero, you put a score of one to 10, where do you think you are today on that scale on each of those spokes and look at it and say, now, is that where I want to be? You know, where do I want my health to be? Where do I want my financial? Where do I want my retirement planning? Where do I want my vacation time? Where do I want to be with that? And in that area, then you just start and set a little goal. What do I want to be? What do I want that to be like? What do I want my vacation to be like? What do I want to you know, what, what's the next big activity I want to have for my family. You put it on that balance wheel and it'll come right at, it'll look right at at you and say, I need to put a little work in here. Let's, let's put a goal. Uh, Let's set about, see what we want to do. So yeah, setting goals should be a continuous process because you, as you get closer to achieving a goal, you want to reset it. So, you know, being a goal oriented person is, um, something kind of a habit you want to pick up and it's not that hard to do you know some people like to write them down some people put them into a uh, into a, a audio tape uh, you can put yourself uh, with affirmations on uh, recordings in your computer you can do goals anytime you want 
I mean, you could set a goal that, hey, it's easy. You know, something comes up at work, there's a stress, something happens to you, and you got to go to a meeting in an hour, and it's going to be a stressful event. You can write an affirmation. It's easy for me to handle stress. I'm, I'm good at this. I've done this before. This will be easy for me. And that's, that's a short-term goal to get through something like a meeting. Then you can put another goal down and, you know, you're right. Resolution sometimes to change things in your diet, your habits, things like that. And sometimes, you know, evaporate or you lose interest. And, you know, why do people lose interest in their goals? My, my answer to that question is you have to be really clear about your motivation and clear vision of why you want to do what you want to do. When that vision is so clear, and you can see yourself doing it, then you don't lose that, you don't lose, you don't lose that drive, you don't lose that impetus, but you have to be real clear about the vision. What is it that I really want? And, um, and you get clear on that motivation, you get clear on the why, uh, the rest is easy. It doesn't become hard if you can keep focused on that vision. So uh, that's a long answer to the question, Vanessa, but uh, you, you're right. There's, there's uh, any good time is a good time to write a goal. It just depends on what's important to you at that time. We're talking with Rick Brown. He's worked with the Pacific Institute since 1978. He's become a successful realtor, coach, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. His passion is to help clients grow, uh, has led them to develop important curriculum across multiple industries, including education, veterans, groups, athletics, law enforcement, government agencies, and real estate. And Rick, what tends to get in our way of people reaching their goals? Is it our, our mindset that we switch back to that negative thinking? Well, um, it, that, can be, that can be a habit, yes. Uh, you, you can fall back into negative self-talk. You know, one exercise we, we like to share in our class, Vanessa, which is something good for your listeners here, is uh, if you could go 24 hours, the next 24 hours, with no negative self-talk, no put-downs, no could-haves, should-haves, no sarcasm, no jokes to yourself or anybody else for 24 hours and see what happens. And I know what a lot of your people are, are, are thinking right now. They're going, <clears throat> what am I going to do, sleep? <laughs> so, <laughs> But go 24 hours with no negative self-talk, no could-haves, should-haves, put-downs, jokes, sarcasm yourself or anybody else for 24 hours and see what happens and uh what i think will come and your 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 listeners will see is that there's a lot of negativity in our world but there's a lot of negativity in our day-to-day -day life and how we look at things oh i can't do that there's no way i can get that done there's no way i can ever accomplish that and you talk yourself out of things your subconscious will listen to you you get what you think about so be careful what you think about you're standing mm -hmm. on a tea box and you're thinking about the water in front of that part three and you're, you keep thinking about that water, you keep thinking about the water, where do you think that golf ball is going to go? going to go in the water. You know, so think about where you want the ball. I want the ball on the green. Think about the positive results of what you want in your meetings, in your relationships, the way I want it to be. Don't think about the negatives. You, you, you scare yourself to death. You think about the negatives. So, it's not easy to do. It takes a little skill, but work on that no negative self-talk and see how life improves. We're talking with Rick. Rick, I love that too, because um, you know, you've given examples of how the affirmations and achieving well-being, uh, well well-being, balanced well-being 
has improved your own life and your life as a realtor, your life as an entrepreneur and in, in your own personal life, not just what you're giving to your clients, but you do this yourself and it has made a difference in your life. Can you share a story with us? Wow, geez, that's that. <laughs> you know, it's been such a part of my life, Vanessa. I uh, I was blessed to be introduced to vision and goal setting at a very early age when I was coming out of high school, going into college, and um, I learned about the power of positive thinking and Maxwell Maltz and psychocybernetics, and was introduced to this thinking at an early age. It was uh, about maybe ten years later that I met the Pacific Institute. And they had a way of presenting that information in a way that people could understand it and apply it in their lives. And I was drawn to it because I thought, wow, I've been living this. But um, I've had setbacks too. We've all had uh, challenges. I mean, I've been in the real estate business where we've been through recessions and we've had challenges and uh, we've had uh, you know setbacks in life. So I, I fall back on using this information um, you know, quite a bit, uh, goal setting, vision building, and however you get it, I mean, we happen to have a program that we think is very good and very tried and true. Uh, but however you get the information about helping you, uh, helping you improve the way you think on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's through video programs or tapes or listening to podcasts or whatever, it works. You know, I, I can recommend a couple of books. Uh, Dr. Martin Seligman from the University of Pennsylvania is a, a leader in the field of positive psychology. He's written a book called Flourish, which, as you know, we use a lot of his teachings in our programs around PERMA, the five pieces that make up um, happiness, uh, a flourishing life. And, uh, so, you know, there's lots of ways to get the information. We happen to be uh, good at presenting it in, uh, in groups and in families and churches and schools and in the military and professional sports teams. But. The whole concept of boils down to Vanessa's positive self-talk. What do you say to yourself when you fail? What do you say to yourself when you succeed? You know, uh, the difference between an optimist and a pessimist, uh, and you know, uh, Dr. Solomon teaches this. Think about when something good happens to you versus when something bad happens to you. When a pessimist has something bad happen to them, they say, it was all my fault. And it's going to affect everything in my life, and it's going to go on forever. But when something bad happens to an optimist, same event, the optimist says, wasn't all my fault. It's only in this one area, and it's not going to last very long. Hmm. Same event, how an optimist pessimist. Now, when a good thing happens, a pessimist will look at that good thing and say, I had nothing to do with it. And it's only in this one area. And it's not going to last very long. But a good thing happens to an optimist. They go, I caused, I made that happen. I'm proud of that. And it's mm -hmm. going to change everything. It's going to change everything. And it's going to go on forever. Everything's changed now for good. And that's the same events happening. So, you know, look at where you are on the scale. How do you look at the world? You think you're an optimist? Well, the, re the research has shown being an optimist can improve your longevity your ability to attract wealth, your ability to have good relationships, your ability to have the career and life that you like. Optimism versus pessimism. There's no, there's no, there's no battle here. Optimism wins all the time. So <laughs> uh, see what you can do about uh, looking at the way you look at the world and how do you talk to yourself is a big key. So, so that's 
simple yeah. tips. Yeah. I, I love it. Great tip you're sharing with us here on Nature Community. Rick, how can we reach you and learn more about the work and more about you and the work that you're doing? Well, uh, our website is www.achievingwell-being.com. Okay. Achievingwell-being.com is a website. And I'm at R. Brown at the Pacific Institute.com. That's my email. And uh, welcome to hear from any of your listeners and uh, see if we can be of help to them. We have programs that are individual, an individual can sign up for. And we have a great deal of work that we do with organizations. I'm uh, just doing some programs with our police department here, the admin team, some of our local high schools and their administration, uh, teachers, uh, police, nurses. Uh, people who are in the downward spiral going through some challenging times, we're here to help. So yeah. uh, let us know. And the price is very affordable. We, we, it's in fact, with, with many of these uh, nonprofits, we almost give it away. So, you know, don't, don't, uh, you know, we'll be glad to work with your organization or individual who uh, has a need to, to help. We're here to help. So let us know. Rick, thank you for sharing that with us. And any last words you want to share with our listeners before we let you go? We have a couple minutes left with you here on at your community. Well, I, you know, I just, I just think that um, it's, it's really simple and, and it's, it's so easy to have an impact in improving your life, but also those around you. And, uh, you know, the, the idea of being able to say positive things to uplift people, uh, it's such a simple, uh, easy thing to do. I just encourage everybody to be what we call third party affirmers, meaning um, give compliments to people. Um, you know, last year at the beginning or a couple of years ago, at the beginning of, of COVID, I was at my local um, grocery store and everything else was shut down. But the Starbucks across the parking lot was open for the drive in. And this was in the middle of COVID. So I, I drove in when I get to place my order. I said, thank you for being here and working. And I placed my latte order and I got up to the window to get it. And there were three women there standing there crying. And they handed me the cup of coffee and said, Mr. Brown, this is on us. And I yeah. said, what's, go what's going on? Uh -huh. And they said, you were the first person to thank us today. No way. This, this was four o'clock in the afternoon. Wow. And they had been, wow. I said, how you know, we've been on since 8 a.m. So, you know, it was so simple to say wow. something. So now I don't, uh, every worker, I say, thanks for working. And then I place my order. And it's so simple, but it makes a difference to people. So what wow. a way to be a positive affirmer, thank people, acknowledge people. It makes a huge difference. So, uh, you know, it makes life a whole lot more easy and fun. So amen to that. I love that. Rick Brown, thank you so much for joining us here on Nature Community. Thanks, Vanessa. My pleasure. Any questions or comments, show topics you want me to get to, you can reach out to me, Vanessa Denhagarmo, easily by finding me at Epiphany Communications and Coaching. You can message me from that website, or you can find me on LinkedIn or on Instagram, Epiphany Communications and Coaching on Facebook. I'm also on Twitter. You can private message me on any of my social media platforms. And as always, we remind you, connect, communicate, and to collaborate with your community. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time right here on It's Your Community. It's Your Community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.